Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is kind of like a bonus segment for the week. I know that I was saying I was not going to post on Tuesday consistently, but I had some extra time. I had some questions on this matter, so I decided that I would sit down and record a brief podcast for Tuesday, but again, I don't know if this is going to be a consistent thing. I plan to post on Friday very consistently for the foreseeable future. And if I have time in my week um, and if I feel inspired, I'm going to post a bonus podcast on Tuesday. So this is just happening to be this week. And so what I'm wanting to talk about today is understanding the strength of a planet and determining the strength of a planet. This is a question I get asked about a lot. And knowing if a planet is strong or weak, if it's acting in a beneficial way or a detrimental way, this is a vast, complicated question that we cannot cover completely on this podcast, especially without having a chart as an example. But I am going to discuss some easier ways to find if a planet is acting strong in a birth chart. So you can pull up your birth chart and see which planets are acting really powerfully or maybe are a little bit weaker. That being said, please keep in mind I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you apply this to your Western chart, it may not be correct. So please calculate your birth chart at innerknowing.yoga. Go to offerings and then chart. You can calculate your birth chart and see if any of this applies to you. The other thing that I want to say is that I am currently putting a pause on readings, my public readings, but I am accepting applications to work with me in a one-on-one setting for Vedic guidance consultations. And in these consultations, we integrate many different modalities of healing like yoga, meditation, mindfulness, also things like Ayurveda and Jyotish, Vedic astrology. I've had so much fun working with clients. It's been so amazing and powerful using Vedic astrology, using your Jyotish chart as a touchstone for coaching. So it's been really powerful, really amazing. I feel so grateful um, to get to work with the people that I'm working with. And if you are interested, again, go to my website, go to offerings, Vedic guidance consultations, and fill out the application. So getting into the topic for today and looking at the strength of planets. As I was mentioning, it's a super, super vast and complicated topic. And to put it briefly, there are a few different ways to calculate the strength. There's positional strength. This is going to be what sign the planet is in, which house it's in, looking at it throughout the divisional charts. There's directional strength. This is where the planet sits in your birth chart, according to north, south, east, and west. There's temporal strength. This has more to do with the hour, day, month, year. Motional strength. Is the planet in its forward moving motion? Is it retrograde? Is it stationary direct? How fast is it moving? There's natural strength. This has to do with the brightness of the planet, as seen from Earth, of course. And then there is aspectual strength, meaning is the planet gaining uh beneficial energy through aspect or is it receiving detrimental energy through aspect so these are just a few ways of determining the strength of a planet Um, and within these divisions it's like it goes deeper and deeper and deeper so this is a really really complicated topic but today we are going to try to make it a little bit simple by talking about the planetary signs which signs each planet does well in or which sign the planet is strong in, we should say, 
And we'll talk about directional strength because these are really easy ways to find strength and dignity of planets in your birth chart without necessarily having a visual. So starting with the signs. So in Vedic astrology, every sign is ruled by a planet. And that is going to be its own sign. Okay, each planet is going to have its own sign that it rules and that it governs. So when the planet comes into these signs, it receives a natural strength, it's going to feel naturally supported and naturally comfortable. So for the sun, the sun rules the sign of Leo. When the sun is in Leo, it feels strong. Okay, sun rules Leo in Vedic astrology. The moon rules the sign of Cancer. Mercury rules the sign of Gemini and Virgo. Venus rules the signs of Libra and Taurus. Mars rules the signs of Aries and Scorpio. Jupiter rules the signs of Pisces and Sagittarius. Saturn rules the signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. Remember, this is the Vedic sidereal system. The outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus do not rule signs according to the system. Super important, okay? So this is the traditional Jyotish rulership. If any of those planets, if you have any of those planets in their own sign, they're receiving a natural support. So if you have Jupiter in the sign of Pisces, Jupiter is in its own sign, it feels strong. If you have Saturn in the sign of Capricorn, you're currently going through a Saturn return. Saturn feels really strong in Capricorn. If you have Mercury in the sign of Virgo, it feels super strong. It's in its own sign of Virgo. So the planets receive natural strength when they come into their own signs. Then we have exaltation. This is where the planet feels even more powerful. It's getting a lot of strength. Okay. When it's in its own sign, it feels a little bit more stable, feels a little bit more secure. It's kind of like hanging out in its own house. Okay. It knows where everything is. It feels really good. It feels secure. It feels kind of laid back. When a planet is exalted, it's like going to its best friend's house where maybe it can be a little wild sometimes. Like planets that are exalted can be wild cards. I have noticed this for sure. They gain a lot of strength. They definitely give prominent results. The sun is exalted in the sign of Aries. So if your sun is in Aries, which it's April 20th, 2021 right now, it's Aries season, according to the Vedic system, your sun is exalted. The moon is exalted in the sign of Taurus. So if your moon is in Taurus, it is exalted. Mercury is exalted in the sign of Virgo. So Mercury rules Virgo. It's its own sign and it's exalted in Virgo as well. This is one of the only planets that will do this. Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces. Mars is exalted in the sign of Capricorn. Jupiter is exalted in the sign of Cancer, and Saturn is exalted in the sign of Libra. So if you have any of your planets sitting in those signs, you have an exalted planet. It's going to act very powerfully. Now, on the flip side, the planets are also going to have a place of detriment. The sun, when it comes into the sign of Libra, is technically debilitated. So the sun is debilitated in Libra, meaning it's weaker. The moon is debilitated in Scorpio. Mercury is debilitated in Pisces. Venus is debilitated in Virgo. Mars is debilitated in Cancer. 
Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn, and Saturn is debilitated in Aries. And in Vedic astrology, there are numerous ways to find cancellation of debilitation. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my god, my Mercury is debilitated or my Mars is debilitated, don't get too hung up on it because there are a million ways to find a cancellation of a debilitated planet. Um, and so that is something to keep in mind. So we've talked about where the planets feel the most secure. We've talked about where they feel really, really powerful and strong. And we've talked about where they feel the weakest Okay, I want to just give this precaution. I've seen debilitated planets give really good results. If there is extra support, if there is um, the support of positive aspect, if there is another cancellation of debilitation, I've seen these planets give incredible results. Selena, um, I was about to say Selena Gomez, uh, Selena, Serena, Serena Williams, excuse me. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm going to keep going. Serena Williams, who is the professional tennis player, she has a debilitated Mars. It's it's canceled. There's a cancellation of her debilitated Mars in her chart. But this is just an example of how they can give good results. There is this amazing spiritual teacher, Vishuddha Das, I want to say is his name, and he has a debilitated Mercury. He's one of the most well-spoken people you will ever meet. And it's because his Mercury is debilitated, but it's there's a cancellation of the debilitation. So definitely don't get too hung up on uh, these debilitations. Sanjay Roth, he's this amazing Vedic astrologer, so amazing, has um, such a traditional, wonderful foundation. And he's saying that you hope that you have a debilitated planet. He's like, hope to have a debilitated planet in your birth chart or in your D9 chart because it brings humility. <laughs> so if you have a debilitated planet, try not to get too hung up on it. And something to keep in mind as well is that these exaltations and debilitations are going to strengthen the qualities in relationship to that planet. So an exalted sun is going to give authority and leadership and zeal. An exalted moon is going to give intuition and emotionality. Um, an exalted Mars is going to give athleticism and being determined, you know. So thinking about the qualities of the planets and what they govern, the exaltation is going to amplify those characteristics. And on the contrary, a debilitated planet is going to be a detriment to those characteristics. So someone who has Venus in Virgo may view relationships very practically. They're not going to be as romantic. They're not going to have this rose-colored filter in which they view love and relationships because their Venus is debilitated. It doesn't mean their relationships are always going to be debilitated, but they're not going to approach love um, in a rosy, unrealistic way. If somebody has a debilitated Mercury, they may not excel in things like math and being analytical and being tech savvy. You know, they may prefer things like poetry and writing and, you know, not going to um, lean into these more analytical, mathematical, mercurial realms, which Albert Einstein had a debilitated Mercury. Of course, it was canceled. He had a cancellation of that debilitation. And his Mercury still worked a lot differently than an exalted Mercury would. Then we have someone like Bill Gates who has an exalted Mercury. Obviously, he's into computer science. He's into programming. He's highly intellectual and intelligent. This is how an exalted Mercury would act. Um, let's see, any other examples? Having, I mean, we could do this all day, right? Having an exalted Saturn. 
you know, Saturn in Libra being justice oriented, wanting to fight the good fight, having a really firm foundation of or a really firm understanding of your ethics and morals and really wanting to work to uphold them. So really, really strong sense of discipline and commitment. That's what an exalted Saturn is going to do. Having a debilitated, oh, let's say sun. If you have a debilitated sun, you may just be more um, diplomatic. You know, you may not want to be the one who's taking charge. You may not want to be in the spotlight when it comes to authority. You may prefer to collaborate and kind of share that responsibility. Whereas someone who has the exalted sun, you know, they may want to take leadership. They may want to take control. So all of this is looking at one placement of the planet. You might be listening to this and be like, this doesn't sound like me at all. Remember, we want to see the chart holistically. Okay, you may have other aspects. It depends on the house that the planet is in. We have to consider the other ways of assessing um, the strength. But I do want to share this with you all because it is profoundly important. So that is discussing some of the ways to find strength of a planet to see how supported it feels. Now we'll talk about the directional strength because this is another really, really easy way to find directional strength in your birth chart. First of all, remember, when we're talking about strength, it does not necessarily mean it's going to be good. A planet can be really strong and, and not be consistent in giving good results. So please keep that in the back of your mind. So looking at the directional strength of planets, if you have Mercury or Jupiter in your first house, both of those planets are receiving full directional strength. They enjoy being in the first house. Mercury and Jupiter like being placed in the first. If you have Moon or Venus in your fourth house, they are receiving directional strength. The Moon and Venus do well when placed in the fourth house. If you have Saturn placed in your seventh house, it is receiving directional strength. Saturn gets really strong in the seventh. If you have Mars or the sun in your 10th house, it's receiving full directional strength. The Mars and sun do very well, um, or they're very powerful in the 10th house, okay? And so it is really interesting to take a look at. Again, Mercury and Jupiter receive full directional strength in the first um, Venus and Moon receive full directional strength in the fourth. Saturn is the seventh, and Mars and Sun are going to be the tenth. So this is just a very brief segment on easier ways to find strength of planets in your birth chart, keeping in mind there's a million different ways to look at strength um, and determine if a planet is going to give good or bad mixed results. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it gives you some context to work with. Before hopping off, I am just going to breeze through really briefly in case you're taking notes. I know that I'm a note taker. So for those of you who are taking notes, the sun rules the sign of Leo. So it's in its own sign in Leo. It is exalted in Aries and debilitated in Libra. The moon is in its own sign in Cancer. It's exalted in Taurus and debilitated in Scorpio. Mercury is in its own sign in Gemini and Virgo. It's exalted in Virgo and debilitated in Pisces. Venus is in its own sign in Libra and Taurus. It's debilitated in Virgo and exalted in Pisces. Mars is in its own sign in Scorpio and in Aries. It's debilitated in Cancer and exalted in Capricorn. Jupiter is in its own sign in Sagittarius and in Pisces. It's debilitated in Capricorn and exalted in Cancer. 
Saturn is in its own sign in Capricorn and Aquarius. It's debilitated in Aries and exalted in Libra. And so the final thing I'll say about that is that the exaltations and debilitations are just right across from each other. They're just seven signs apart. So with the sun being exalted in Aries, you look seven signs away, it's Libra. It's debilitated in Libra. With the moon, it's exalted in Taurus. Seven signs away across the zodiac is Scorpio. It's debilitated in Scorpio. Jupiter is exalted in Cancer. Seven signs away is Capricorn. It's debilitating Capricorn. So even if you can learn just the exaltations or just the debilitations, you just look across the zodiac to find where the debilitation or exaltation is going to be, if that makes sense. So again, for example, if your Saturn is exalted in Libra, we know that seven signs away from Libra is Aries. Saturn would be debilitated in Aries. So I hope that that's helpful. I hope that that makes sense. I know there's not a visual. I'll probably make a video on this later in the week too, because this is super, super foundational. This is stuff that I really, really, really want people to drive home. If you can get the planetary rulership, and if you can understand where the planets are exalted and debilitated, this is so profoundly helpful. This is going to be so incredibly helpful and important important in your astrological journey. So again, I hope it was helpful. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can schedule consultations with me at innerknowing.yoga. If you would like to have more Astrology Now in your week, you can sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.